So apologies, not even apologies, just accountability that the sound this week is a little sketchy. We're owning it. We're owning it. We acknowledge that we so cannot get off be our backs. perfect. Just all of the fucking time. what expect? What do you expect from us? It's 2022. You are all fucking exhausted. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Um, there are no warnings this week. I don't nah, think. I don't think so. Uh, there's a reference to overdose. Yes. And a, a death. And I am disparaging of Hannah Montana. Yeah, that's probably the biggest warning. Trigger! <laughs> Happy New Year! Oh, David coming in hot with some energy. 2022. Some 20, have you seen that thing? It's like 2020 number two. Ah, oh, like the sequel. Like the sequel. Well, I hope not. Because the original was a, f- a fucking house fire. Or the other thing that's like, oh, God, I didn't know we were in a... Oh, God, what's it called? And there's a, a series. Uh, a three. Oh. oh, my goodness. My phone started playing things. So it's meditating. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> it started playing Milly Vanilli. <laughs> Our topic for this week. Um, uh, yeah. It, 2022, I just keep thinking it's very two-centric. Yes, which is, I wonder what, do you call it like angel numbers or things like that? No, well, numerology, <laughs> 222 is six, and, oh. I, and I and I forget what six means in numerology, but I just go lots of twos is yeah. pairing up, so lots of fucking. Oh, well, that's good. It's a year of fucking. year of fucking. 2022, year of fucking. I love that. Okay, two, two, two is in angel numbers. Is you're in need of some balance in your life. Oh, sister, and tell me about it. Go for a run. Oh no, run that bath. Not go for a run. Mm-hmm. Run that bath. Go it's for quite that. Different. Oh no, it does. Run that bath. Go for that run. Binge that Netflix show. Except I would go for the run first. Yeah, don't, don't have a bath, bath and then, then go for a run and, and then watch, watch like, Netflix. Stinky, stinky on the couch. <laughs> This week you wanted to know about Millie Vanilli. Yes. Why? I don't know. Over the Christmas break, Millie Vanilli came up and I was like, I don't know anything about that apart from they had their Grammys stripped. They did. From them. They did. I'm sort of surprised that you know this is way more a Claire topic than a Dave topic because it is like 90s R&B. Yeah. But I think... Their peak, their peak was like 19, well, it was, it was late eighties. So it it peaked just before our time. Yes. Kind of. Um, so they were a German, French R&B duo. Right. From Munich. Uh, and they were Fab Morvan and Rob Pilatus. Okay. I want to say the important thing. Perhaps the most important thing is that if you see pictures of these two dudes, they're fucking hot. Yep. They're exquisite, dreadlocked, angels from another plane, (laughs) eyes like Disney princesses. It's like looking at the sun. It is like looking (laughs) at the sun. And they dance. And they've got all their incredible, like, R&B, 90s, 80s, like, kit, like, Big yeah, they are on and, trend. Yeah, and they've got lots of They're lots of moves and on trend, and they do their thing. So they took the so world by storm. Pop duo. They are a pop duo. Yeah, 
they took the world by storm in a very classic story of like, you know, from they were formed in 1988. By 1990, they had won the Grammy for Best New Artist and had it stripped away from them. Oh, like wow. So it's two-year whirlwind. Peak. Yeah, it's like massive. Peak success. Yeah. You've been found out. Yeah. Done. They were mates and they were trying to um, get a music career going. Okay. And were struggling very hard. Yeah. They can sing. They can dance. They looked beautiful. Um, and they were just mates that met at a dance seminar. Oh. <laughs> so like artists. They yeah. were artists and they, were, and they were really wanting to become famous. Like they wanted to be part of a pop group. Um, they met another dude whose name is Frank Farian. Great name. Who, in the, like, major blockbuster film, I want to say Frank Farian is, like, <laughs> he's a... Is Rus- he, like, the villain? He's the villain. Okay. He's, like, the Russell Crowe or the, like, he's just in it for himself. Right. Typical music producer. Okay. Frank Farian has had moderate success in Germany in the pop R&B scene. As a producer. As a producer. Okay. And also he knows and has a large network of working singers and musicians. Okay. um, In Germany. So he's in the biz. He's in the biz. Fame is very fickle. I don't know if you know this, Claire. (laughs) But um, there is, when we look at the music charts, who we're seeing is like a tiny fraction of the enormous like iceberg underneath yes. the water of actual working musicians. Yeah. And a lot of working musicians don't get fame because they're too old, because we yeah. like people to come to fame in their 20s. Yeah. And if people have come into it late, then they're usually backing vocalists or they're usually um, somewhat relegated to behind the scenes yeah. or studio musicians, right? And it's easy-ish or one way to make a career if you're decent and talented is to, um, oh, hang on, am I doing uh, did I just break it? No. Did I just make it better? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, technical difficulties. Um, uh, one way to make a career as a musician, if you're somewhat talented, is just to be a studio performer. Yes. So you, like, do drums for different groups and albums. So that is one way you can make it work. Yeah. Build a career. So... Frank Farian knew these people, particularly Charles Shaw, John Davis, Brad Howell, Jody Rocco, and Linda Rocco. Right. And they created uh, a bunch of music. And then Frank Farian said, You guys are great to Millie Vanilli, the two guys. Yeah. You guys are great. Sign this contract. No worries. We'll put you, you'll have an album. I'm going to make you guys millionaires. Okay. But Millie Vanilli did not sing a single note on, on the album. album. These was, other people. It was all these other people, right? Wow. Now, and then, to everyone's surprise, the song is Global Smash, which, upon hearing it, I don't <laughs> understand. This is Girl, You Know It's True. I'm playing it on my phone because we're high-tech operation. Oh, okay. Very 90s. Yeah, there's like lots of synths. Yes. You can imagine the dancing. Mm. 
sounds like when when white people try to rap. Well, yeah, because they were secret white people. Like, look at how beautiful they are. I'm showing Claire a yes. picture of Millie Vanilli. So it's like, I'm a rapping man yeah. with a rapping brand. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, rap, yeah. Rap, 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 and rapping. Like that sounds. That's what it sounds like. Um. So they were called Millie Vanilli, and off they went into international stardom. And they were very fine quickly. with not recording any music. For the time being, anything, because they everything? got 20 grand each and were like, brilliant. Because they were poor. Be like, we'll do whatever. We'll do whatever. Um, and so they got 20 grand, you just need to sing along and dance to these tracks. Yeah. And that's what they did. And they went on a tour for the United States where they had five singles that entered the top five of the wow. Billboard Hot 100. Girl, You Know It's True, which is the masterpiece I just played you. <laughs> Baby, Don't Forget My Number, Blame It On The Rain, and Girl, I'm Gonna Miss You. Blame It On The Rain. That's probably oh, the that most one famous know? one. Really? Yeah. I've never heard that song before. That's probably, the, yeah, I reckon that's the most famous one. In January of 1990, Girl, You Know It's True was certified six times platinum wow. by the RIAA after spending seven weeks atop the Billboard 200. That's, that's huge. That's huge for that song. I don't understand it. Um... <laughs> It was also certified diamond in Canada. Who the fuck cares about Canada? <laughs> uh, and and importantly, the duo won best new artist award at the thirty second Grammy Awards. Okay. It was also criticised because they were hokey, because they were like kind of boy band ish. Yeah. Rolling Stone magazine named them the worst act of nineteen eighty nine. Okay. Because music journalists be music journalists and and a that's what it is. Yeah. So along comes, shortly after this, like this is all within a year, right? In July of 1989. So they would be everywhere. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, where have they come from? Yeah. This, this music is amazing. We're going on tour. We win a Grammy. Yeah. And then in July of 1989, they go on MTV for a live performance. Oh, no. And it's 1989, so there's not digital playback. There's a CD and machine. <laughs> And the tracking skips. Um, while it's live. While it's while live. On the chorus. Famously, it just goes, girl, you know it's true. Girl, you know it's true. Girl, you know it's true. <laughs> like, over and over again. Um, Their poor buttholes. So, Pilatus says that he knew right then and there it was the beginning of the end for Millie Vanilli. Um... He said, when my voice got stuck in the computer and it just kept repeating and repeating, I panicked. I didn't know what to do. I just ran off the stage. Um, Julie Brown ran after Pilatus and convinced him to finish the set. <gasps> uh, got them back on stage and there it was. And the people in the audience didn't seem to care. But rumours start to circulate. And this thing has happened so quickly there's no master plan of keeping the lie. Yeah. Plus, Frank Various in all of his interviews says that artists do this all the time. Like, the monkeys did it. People do this all the time. It's a part of the industry. And he has no regrets over the whole thing. thing. So he doesn't quite understand why it was such um, a huge thing. Anyway, so the tide begins to turn. And in press and stuff, they're awkward. You can tell that they have very broken English. So it's like these songs that they're singing in fully fluent English don't make sense. Um, and, they, and they're just not good at hiding it. So eventually it comes out and there's pressure to return the Grammys and they do. Um, they return wow. the Grammys and that's it. And they're made fun of super quickly. Like yes. they just become the running joke of 1990. And, and that's kind of um, 
that's kind of the story. The story. So then, how is it uncovered that it's like actually Frank Ferrius? Well, they they team. admit it. There's, they go. There's this is pressure. What we there's like music journalists are going, hang on, and these all these um uh kind of uh, uh, rumors starting to circulate. And when they're asked about it, they're like, oh no, speak English. Like they they don't lie well enough. Um, so that's the key here, is it's bad storytelling. Yeah, correct. And because bad, they didn't plan to be as successful as they were. Bad, It's bad like planning. You go like, right, this is the thing we're doing. We are going to lie to everyone. They clearly have not watched any of the, like, Hannah Montana. No, they haven't because it's 1990. <laughs> also, who watches Hannah Montana? But it's, um, it's pretty... I also think that without this scandal... We wouldn't know who they are. Yeah. Like, I think they would have been pretty quickly forgotten. Yeah, they'd like, be kind of a one album wonder and, and that's yeah. kind of it. The next thing would yeah. come along. Because it's clear they had no plan. Um, so, they get into all kinds of contract fucking headaches with, um, with the record company. There was this tremendous pressure on the two guys. Yeah. Throughout it, they say, we're innocent, we were poor, we signed a contract, we're not getting royalties, yeah. we've been taken advantage of. Um, Ferian fired them in November of 1990, um, and Ferian confessed that they didn't sing. Um, I feel like a mosquito being squeezed, Pilata said, the last two years of our lives have been a total nightmare. We've had to lie to everybody. We are true singers, but that maniac Frank Ferrian would never allow us to express ourselves. Wow. Which is part of the whole thing, like their emotional story is that we could sing. Yeah. It's just that we weren't allowed to. We were never to. given an opportunity. We signed this contract. And in Frank Ferrian's defense, when you hear them sing for real, you go, okay, yes, they can sing, yeah. but they're not superstars. They're not incredible, yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, there's all these lawsuits, they get out of it and, and they manage to kind of, it goes back and forth for a year, um, and they get out of it. And then in 1991, Millie Vanilli attempts to stage a comeback. Oh no. Themselves. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit too early. Oh no. Ah, uh, the kind of humor of it all hasn't passed. So they are a punchline and the record goes nowhere and they're, uh, humiliated. Yeah. Um, pretty much. And that's that's kind of it. Now, it's all kind of like, you know, um, footnotes in history and, yeah, no worries, except there's this tragic moment in 1998 where um, Farian... So there's this attempt at another comeback. Okay. And Farian agrees to produce a new album with them. Wow. So they go back to Farian and they're like, okay, well, let's do it. And they agree that they'll be on lead vocals. And that happens in 1997. And there's this new album called Back and in Attack. Wow. Um, and Pilatus, who's under extreme pressure. I don't know if I'm saying his name right, by yeah. the way. He was under extreme pressure. He had, meanwhile, turned to drugs and become addicted to alcohol. He'd committed a series of assaults and robberies was sentenced to three months in jail and six months in a drug rehab facility. Yeah. Um, and on the eve of the new album's promo tour, he was found dead in his hotel room <gasps> from an accidental overdose. The night before. The night before his publicity tour for the album. Wow. So that's the tragic ending to um, to it. 
Meanwhile, Morvan has tried to go on and tried to have his own solo music career that's yeah. been that's gone kind of nowhere because he is the Milli Vanilli guy and that's all people want to kind of talk to him about. And that's it, man. Wow. I don't think they would be... I think they are a massive kind of moment in music history because people, the music industry learnt that uh, we've either got to keep this secret really well when we yes. do this or we've got to change the story around it. Part of the change in story is that auto-tune and, like, music technology yeah. has gotten to such a state that we now understand that for certain singers, um, auto-tune is part of it and we kind of accept it. Mm. Um, you and But the stars that we are really impressed by and, and usually have long and massive careers are Can the ones that... actually sing. The Ariana Grande's, the Beyonce's, the Adele's, part of the reason why they sell tickets is because you know that person is actually singing. But yeah. a bunch of people, like <clears throat> Justin Bieber... Can barely actually sing. sing. There's a whole lot of production going on there with their voice. Yeah. And that we tolerate it now, though, a lot. Yeah. And we tolerate people lip syncing. Yeah. Millie Vanilli were kind of the first people to ever get cancelled. I guess. Yeah. Because it was like the music industry and whatever Fabian, Fab, the villain. Yeah. Favillion. Yeah. Was. Um, you know, he's right in saying, well, lots of people did, we did this all the time. I don't feel bad about it. We've been doing this for years. And he was very successful. They got, he, yeah. his plan worked. They got millions of dollars and he went on to a very successful career still behind the scenes of Ger mm. German music. It's really know? interesting though that then the Grammys and that the culture then was like, no, this is our moral yeah. grounding. Like you don't deserve There's certain this. lines in the sand of what is cheating. Yeah. Which... I think that particularly with pop, particularly with boy bands, which is so you're produced. getting a package, yeah. And and part of the package that we understand is that that there's a lot more going on behind the scenes to make that like with BTS, yeah. who, I, who I believe are actually singing and are, are very talented, but BTS has an entire team of people to make that shit yeah. work, you know. Because then it happened years later on Saturday Night Live with Ashley Simpson. Yes. Yeah, 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 where she was lip-syncing. And her track. Yeah, skipped or went wrong. And then wrong. her kind of career just... Yeah, tanked after ended. that. Yeah. People were like, oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah. It's but Britney Spears would have been lip, like, would have lip-synced oh, a lot. I would have thought. I would I have think. thought some major artists like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Get the peak of those, like, yeah. It's really interesting what we think... Because Millie Vanilli was still going on tour. They're still dancing. They're still yeah. showing up. Yeah. I don't know what the line is. I just find it really interesting. The moral imperative. Yeah, correct. Obviously, I believe in artistry and want artists to be supported. I don't. I think artists I are there artists. to be exploited. <laughs> well, there you go, Claire. What'd you learn? Oh, I learnt. I didn't know any of that kind of. There you go. It, it's a good, like, young people who want to be famous being taken advantage of. Like, we see that narrative all the fucking yeah, time. Yeah, especially in the music industry. Yeah, so it's like that happened again and then they copped the, the brunt of yeah. that backlash and both of them then never recovered from that and one of them then went on to be very ill and pass away. Indeed. Crushing. Crushing. Well, Maybe, on that what's note. The, what's the... <laughs> Don't follow your dreams. Don't kids. follow your dreams. Give up. <laughs> don't sign a contract with the devil. Yeah. When someone's saying, I'll make you a millionaire, just sign here. Don't bother reading the contract. I don't know 
why people feel so drawn to be famous. Oh, I do. It's massive, like, I think it's a lie, but it's this idea, you want validation from, every human being wants validation. Yeah, that's true. And, and... Isn't, yeah, status, I guess, money. Yeah, all those things. I get the money side of it. Yeah. I don't get the, like, everyone knows who I am, so I can't go to the shops. No, that's awful, but people don't think about that. Mm. People think about, oh, it would be excellent to be that loved. Yeah. But, of course, when you're that loved, you've got the haters as well. Ugh. We've both worked with and been around famous people. Yeah. And they're pretty universally unhappy. Yeah. Because it's a fucked way to live. Yeah, or the way that they have to inherently protect themselves or the things that just become real for them that they have to consider. Yeah. Of like, you know, please don't say any, please don't tell anyone this or yeah. this yeah, is, yeah, a, yeah. you know. Yeah. Trust becomes a thing yeah. of who you can trust. And Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's terrifying. That's exhausting. I think that now, I'm, I'm not going to say the whole truth, but I'm just going to say that Claire and I are the actual singers for a very famous pop group. and <laughs> We're not going to tell you who, though. We're not going to tell you who. You can guess. But if someone guesses right on our Instagram at MyMateReckons, then you win, I don't know, a, a prize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Snickers. <laughs> Because I'm ready for that story to if come you're, out. If you're allergic I to want nuts, my validation. we will get, get you a, tr- a crunchy or something. I'm ready for that story to come out too. I think it's time it's we time. have our due. We are fantastic <laughs> I think it's time artists. that we reclaim our Grammy. You're correct. <laughs> but the other industry that, that it's not um, laughable is ghostwriting. Because, yes. of course, famous people write, quote-unquote, biographies all the time. And, and they usually don't. And I they was, don't. I was, I'm in a um, Facebook group. For writers, yeah. and someone posted a thing the other day being like, I'm looking for a ghostwriter yeah. for this novel. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. It happens all the time. It happens it, all the and time. And it happens in fiction as well. When you look at like someone like James Patterson, who has built an entire career out of writing thriller novels and writes, quote unquote, a novel a year. about two or three a yeah. year, he's writing outlines and then paying someone to do the ghostwriting in his voice. How do you feel about that, knowing how, like, having now written two novels? I feel <laughs> fine. I feel surprisingly fine about it because I think they haven't attempted to keep it a secret. No. You sign the contract as the ghostwriter. You get paid the enormous yeah. fee to do it or yeah. you get paid the fee. You know what the gig is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think if that's and that's a good way to earn a living for that writer. Yeah. And I think as long as you have it embedded in your contract that you get some of the royalty because if it did then explode... Yeah. Yeah. And is a New York Times bestseller or whatever. Yeah. If it's an international bestseller and it's earning a fuckload of money, I'd be really angry that my words Which is what are happened earning with that. some group of people a lot of cash. There was some story, and I think this happens sadly very often, there was a controversial kind of scandal-prone writer by the name of James Frey or Fry who wrote a beautiful quote-unquote memoir called A Million Little Pieces that, mm. was a, that Oprah had as a book club pick. But it came out that he'd made some stuff up about being... It was all about being in rehab. And he'd oh. made some stuff up. And so he was kind of cancelled. Like, Oprah had him on the show for a kind of, like, shaming interview of, like, you lied about This isn't about your this. memoir. This isn't your memoir. And his career kind of, quote-unquote, fell apart. Unfortunately for him, he then went and started a publishing house writing young adult novels. And it was in, like, peak young adult is, like, Twilight Harry yeah. Potter face where everybody was trying to write a million dollar and he came up with an outline for this series 
and was writing it really quickly. But of course, he was hiring all these young writers to write this suite of young adult novels for him. And they all came out after the fact and said it was like poorly paid and it was like a sweatshop for writers and it was awful <laughs> with deadlines and this whole fucking thing. And he was, a, yeah, not nice. So then he got cancelled again. Then so he got cancelled again. <clears throat> so, yeah, and I think that shit happens all the time with like low quality fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know like I was um, Mills and Boone, yes. some like Mills and Boone writers, they can write like. 60 novels yeah. in a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, you follow a formula. Yeah. They are however many words. So there are like... There's a lot of self-published writers um, doing that yeah. through Amazon as well, where it's like a 40,000, 50,000 word book, you charge two bucks for it on Amazon. People earning a lot of money and, and making just, a career. I think there's a people... I think there's a small percentage of people earning a lot of money, and then I think there's a lot of people trying and to, to get to, to get that. there. Yeah. Mm. Anyway... Thanks for being my mate, Dave. Thanks for being my mate, Claire. What's <laughs> 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 the fucking mouse? <laughs> <laughs>listening to the show if you'd like to leave a rating and review on whatever service you're listening to this please on, do that would be great that'd be great tell, tell your me. friends tell your mates that's right that's the name of the show <laughs> i see what you did there where can people find you Claire? people can find me on instagram at claire and pearl where can people find you dave people can find me at dave burton writer and if you have a suggestion or a question or would like to point out how much Claire got wrong <laughs> or how much Dave got wrong then you can write us an email at mymatereckons at gmail.com we can't wait to hear from you